go. <gasps> oh, sorry. <laughs> Hi, I'm Taylor. And I'm Maddie. And it's time for another episode of Sisters Who Posh. We are two sisters who recently joined the Poshmark app and are getting started on our reselling journey. We will be sharing our best tips and tricks along the way, as well as setting goals and updating our progress as we turn our hobby into profits. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sisters Who Posh. Today's episode will be all about kind of the differences between being full-time and part-time on Poshmark. Um, I'm part-time right now, and Taylor made the leap to full-time recently, so we can kind of talk about some of the differences there. Yes. It's only been a couple months, but I feel like we already have some info to share about what we're noticing with the differences there. Yeah. But before we get into all of that, what is new this week, Maddie? Okay. So a few months ago, we did an episode all about photography, um, kind of different ways we would take pictures, and then also the editing side of it. Mm. And you had talked about how you batch edit all of your photos in visco the app Mm -hmm. and i in the episode talked about how i manually edit and just like make each photo brighter individually the photos just using like the iphone editing right yes and at the time i remember you being like oh like why don't you just download the app like oh that's really slow just yeah <laughs> and i i didn't like understand i don't know i just like didn't understand didn't take the time to do it and i finally downloaded the app and figured out what you were talking about where you can just edit one of your photos and then copy the edits to yes. all the other photos so Wow, that is a life-changing <laughs> thing that has just occurred. Like, literally, we talked about it, and I didn't take your tip. And <laughs> I've been doing it recently. Like, sometimes I'll ha- I'll photograph, like, 30 items at once. You know what I mean? Like, And there's multiple just... pictures for each item. It's, like, different yeah. angles, front and back. Like, what a waste of time. And, like, I want to edit each one to make them brighter and, like, look their best. But, yeah, I've been doing that the last two batches of items I've gotten and wow that just it is so fast time yeah and then they're all exactly the same brightness wow game if you have like yeah you need to you need to talk like straight to the listeners here and just be like guys "Guys, I didn't take the tip but like you really got to take this tip yeah (laughs) highly recommend our uh, photography episode where we talk about kind of like making um, the best picture possible to kind of like attract the buyers. Um, yeah, Taylor has some good tips in there. I finally taken one. <laughs> Maddie was like in one ear and out the other, but now she's on board. <laughs> <laughs> also, fun fact about the photography episode: that is our best. Or hold on, how do, like that, most listens? Yeah, yeah, that episode. Yeah, yeah, that episode of all our episodes has the most listens. So, <laughs> yeah, if you're not using Visco, or I, I'm sure there's other apps that do the same thing where you can copy and edit from one photo onto all of your photos at once. But it's seriously way faster than you just have to edit one photo yeah. and it copy and paste all of it. Because I mean, yeah, if you're ta- talking like even like five listings and each of them have like five photos photos. each it's like you're starting to get a lot of pictures that need to be edited if you're trying to do them one by one so I am really proud to hear that Maddie I didn't (laughs) know that you you weren't doing that yet but (laughs) (laughs) yeah she kept that one to herself (laughs) even like a while ago I had downloaded the app because I was like oh I should probably do this and like when you download the app something pops up where it's like $3.99 a month like within the app to get extra features and I was like what like no way I'm paying for this I'm cheap and then I, de- <laughs> then I deleted it and kept doing it my way again and then I finally like 
No, you. That's sure right. You brought scary. it up to me the other day, and you were like, "Oh, but it, <laughs> don't you have to pay for Visco?" And I'm like, "I don't think so. I'm pretty sure I don't pay for it." So, so then I tried again. Yeah, it was a multi. Oh my gosh. Multi-step thing, but again, people, you don't have to pay for Visco. There is a free version. Uh, you don't need the extra like tools that it has. Um, yeah, they have so. a lot of filters on there that are free. You can just use. Otherwise, yeah. you can create your own filter on there and just save it as a recipe. So, yes, <laughs> a lot of options there. <laughs> that is hilarious. So, this week for me, I just actually, right before we got recorded, got back from Goodwill today. And Ooh. I didn't find that many things there, but it was like such an exciting The things I did find, I'm just so excited about all of them. The biggest find from today and probably from like my whole Poshmark life is <laughs> I was just looking by the purses and I found this like pink fringe. It's like bright pink fuchsia crossbody purse. And I'm like, oh, that looks yeah. kind of like fancy. So I'm going to look at it. I open it and it is Christian Louboutin brand. Oh my god! And I'm like, this has to be fake. And then I was, I was thinking actually back to when I just told recently on one of the episodes how I found that Louis Vuitton person, then didn't buy it. <laughs> so I'm like researching it, being like, is this real? Is this fake? And I found the exact style of it in the pink color that I had at the thrift store, and then it also comes in black. And I'm like, I, it is real. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited! And it was only four dollars oh and forty nine cents. Before my coupon. Oh. <laughs> oh. Wow. I think the universe gave you like a second chance after yeah. you talked about that. They're like, we're going to give her one more purse. If she doesn't take it, that's it. Then like, she's out. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I'll keep you posted uh, when it sells. Yeah. But yeah, that was really exciting. That's and it's awesome. in pretty good condition too. It's, it's really cute and summery and hopefully yeah. hopefully someone will someone will want it That's and then awesome. i found a few other things that were new with tags too so i found like some free people um new with tags that was only like six dollars which i feel like normally the goodwills in arizona have the prices like way hiked up so i don't know mm. what was going on there but not asking questions yeah just a good day at the thrift i was just pumped about it nice That's awesome and then our other update for you guys is <laughs> Maddie is going to be coming to visit me in Arizona on Friday. Woo! Yes. So We're a little hesitant to talk about it on the podcast because if you're a true fan, you'll remember that at the end of season one, we did an episode about like um, a different trip Maddie was taking to visit me in Arizona. And we were like <laughs> bullet pointing all of our plans that we had for the week. And then we never made an episode for like four months after that. So we <laughs> promise. We're not going to do that to you. We're even going to. We're not going to fall off. Yeah. Like last time. No, no, no. And we're going to keep you in suspense of what our plans are. But follow us both on Instagram, Shop Taylor yeah. J and Shop with Maddie 27 and Sister Suposh on Instagram as well, because I'm sure we'll be updating on there everything yeah. we're up to while she's here. I think I'm going to have to do the same thing as last time where I bring an empty suitcase oh you better because we're gonna be sourcing <laughs> and it's just so funny to do that <laughs> we were thinking about last time because i think you packed like you know how you have when you buy suitcases they usually come in the set with like yes. the carry-on size and the big size you guys maddie packed the small suitcase with her actual clothes for the trip inside of the large suitcase so that way when she got here <laughs> She could just empty it and have the large suitcase <laughs> free for sourcing. <laughs> the nesting dolls method. <laughs> so yeah, I will be doing that again. I'm. I imagine we'll be out trying to go to a bunch of places. Oh um, yeah, obviously the bins. So I'm excited. It's fun to go thrifting with someone else. I feel like it's just like interesting to see. I feel like for the most part, we we pick up the same kinds of items, but like other people's thought process when they're checking comps of True. Like, if it's I worth it or not. Also just think it always keeps you w from making bad decisions when you're thrifting, when you have someone yeah. there with you. Cause it's like, I feel like when you're alone at the thrift store, you can kind of like talk yourself into things where you're like, Oh, like some people have sold it for a lot. Like I'm going to go for it. But like mm -hmm. if 
if I'm at the thrift store with you and then you have like a questionable item in your hand or I have a questionable item in my hand, we can ask each other or we can be like, it's just easier to, to help some, like help someone else make the decision about their items. I feel like you're like, yeah, like you don't want, like, I don't want you to like make a bad decision. Yeah. Where, like, I for me, I'm like, I can yeah. talk myself into it. Like, no, but I could sell this. Yeah. I like, it's almost like I'm scared to be like, yeah, Maddie, you should get that. And then it turns out to be like a huge flop. And then I yeah. like signed off on it or like vice versa. Like you're like Taylor. No, that's a, <laughs> that's a freaking slam dunk. You need to get it. Um, so yeah, I don't, I think that will definitely keep us keep the quality high on the sourcing trip. So for sure. So that brings us to our next segment. One of our new segments, which is our posh news update. Each week we will give you guys an update on what's going on in the Poshmark app, any new features, anything like that, or in the reseller community. This week's posh news update is about closet clear out. So Closet clear out, we've seen it. We, we all know about it. Mm-hmm. Typically, the schedule for closet clear out is like they have one on Tuesday. They have one maybe on Friday and then like Sunday, usually about three times a week. So this past week, they had one on, I think it was the Friday. Correct? No, I think it was Sunday and then Monday. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So they had one on the Sunday and then... The next day on Monday, they were like, surprise, <laughs> closet clear out <laughs> is extended all day Monday, which might not seem like a big deal, but a lot of times you have people that like aren't as active on the Poshmark app. So you send them the closet clear out message, say on Sunday, and they don't see it until Monday. And then on Monday, they're like, yes. <laughs> And then we have to cover it. (laughs) And then we have to pay the difference or be like, wait until the next one. So this was actually really exciting to have them like back to back days um, to kind of take care of that issue for us. Yeah. So I'm curious if this is like a trend or maybe that particular Sunday, like at Poshmark corporate headquarters, they were like, hasn't been a lot of closet clear outs today. Like, should we just extend it? Like, I'm just dying to know what the decision what making the was. What the behind the scenes was, like, yeah. Someone was calling in the order of, like, extend it. <laughs> the IT person was, like, doing the things behind. I don't know how any of this oh works. Oh, my but... gosh. Yeah. And it's been kind of weird because um, I feel like for 2021 so far, we've both been really focused in on Poshmark week, week in, week out since the beginning of the year this year. And it was really like clockwork. Like they were doing every Tuesday, every Friday, every Sunday, like no exceptions this whole time until this like extension. And then now I've noticed since they did that extension day where they did on Monday, then they ended up not doing closet clear on that Tuesday, but then they ended up doing it on like Wednesday or Thursday. So I feel like they're the schedule is. Yeah. (laughs) Which I think is more like what it was last year. Cause last year it used to kind of be more random where you couldn't, they, you kind of had an idea that it would be every few days, but it wasn't on like such a rigid True. schedule like it had been this year. So, wonder if they were yeah. testing that and then ended up going back to the free for all style. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they do the extension again or what happens. So. Yeah, that was nice though because I did have, I think I had one person that did say yes the next day, and I was like, oh, perfect. Yes, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> All right. So our next segment is our question and answer, our Q&A. Every week we're answering a listener question from you. And this week we had a question on Instagram. Someone asked, do you share your closet all at once or in sections? How many times per day do you share? So typically I'd say we share our whole closet all at once rather than in sections. Um, And then our goal normally is to share it three times a day. But I would say if like you only have pockets of time here or there, like sharing it in sections is definitely better than not sharing at all. I feel like we talked about this in an episode one time where like, if we don't have a lot of time, but we want to share, we'll share like just our top, like 
items really quick. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think like exactly what you said, we typically share three times a day. And I think the only times that I really share in sections are if like I run out of time during a share and then pick it up later. But the goal for me is usually to get the whole closet shared. Um, We both don't have like a super particular like order of our closet as in like the way we have the items laid out in there. But we both do have um, like a little like welcome to my closet, picture of us, meet the posture. They're called on Poshmark. Um, That's like a fake listing in your closet that just kind of says a little bit about you. And we both always like that to be more at the top of our closet um with like our items that are newer and like higher price points that we're more excited about so i think uh for us it just makes sense to do the whole closet at once so that's always kind of living at the top of your closet when you're complete true that's a good point but other than that like yes three times a day i've been trying to do like more than three times a day lately but it's kind of hard (laughs) yeah as much as you can we talked about it in the last episode too, but the late at night share is very important. So it's kind of like if you could only do one, I would do that one. I think yeah. morning and night and then somewhere in the middle of the day, but we're not as particular about like it needs to be at noon or it needs to be at 3 p.m. or anything like that. It's more yeah. first thing in the morning, once at night, and then somewhere in between. Exactly. All right. So the main event (laughs) what we've all been waiting for (laughs) so we are going to just kind of go through what a typical week looks like for each of us kind of getting the full-time versus part-time perspectives i'm just going over the different tasks we do in a week yeah and how those kind of fit in to our usual week in the life basically exactly so the first one we want to talk about is sourcing. So from a full-timer's perspective, what does that look like for you? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so for sourcing for me, now being full-time, I typically source probably two different days during the week. And typically so far, it's been like one of the days usually is like a, my big sourcing day, I kind of think of it as, where I'm maybe going to like multiple stops in a row. And maybe swinging through the post office on the way there, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But I I try to, the the big, you know, pro of being full-time is being able to have more time to dedicate to different things. So it's like the sourcing and having a full, like, couple-hour window to go and make multiple stops. I've been really liking that. Um, And then typically a little later in the week, I'll maybe stop at, one thrift store or something like on my way to go grocery shopping or something like that. So mm. I'm, I'm, but still uh, not doing it all in just like one day of the week, but it's like one day is like the bulk sourcing day. And then another like mini sourcing day. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. Yeah. What about for you? So I think just overall for sourcing, mine has been like once a week on the weekend, like my uh, full-time job is like Monday through Friday. So I'm thinking back when I lived in Chicago, I would normally go on Saturdays and mm-hmm. I'm kind of doing the same thing here in Texas where sometimes I'll go like Friday night, like after work mm-hmm. and get some stuff or just like once a week on Saturdays. Um, and I know it's one of my goals to go to like multiple places in a week, but realistically, like, especially in Chicago, I only went to one Goodwill really. Um, unless I did a little retail arbitrage yeah, during the week, but typically it's only once a week on a weekend. Like I have the day off. No time limit then where you're like, yeah. And maybe here and there going like, kind of like you were saying, like the mini trips of like, if I have a random weeknight where I want to go, but um, kind of more incorporating, trying to incorporate that now. So usually just once a week. Awesome. About how long do you spend thrifting? I'm just curious. Like when you, when you, for like one stop, like how long would you spend at a store? Well, in Chicago, they had the 30 minute limit. 
So that was a thing. And also in Chicago, I like would ride the bus there. So like, yes, I was only thrifting for 30 minutes, but like the whole experience of like going sourcing mm-hmm. was kind of like a whole morning excursion. It was an event. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like um, here, typically I went out yesterday. I think I was actually at the thrift store for like two hours, which was a long time. Like when I got home, like I had planned to go to another store afterwards and I was just done. (laughs) So I think typically only a couple hours of actually like thrifting or doing the sourcing. Um, Yeah. How about you? Yeah, I think kind of same thing. I like I think every time I walk into a thrift store, unless I'm like not finding anything and kind of bail early, I am there for at least like an hour and a half, like minimum, but usually even like up to two and a half hours, I would say somewhere in that window. Yeah. To get through all the different departments and check comps and get checked out. So on my big sourcing days, like I really only usually go to like two stops then because it's like. If I do two and a half hours and two and a half hours, that's already like five hours of thrifting. And I don't think I can last longer than that. Cause at, at some point you just kind of start getting burnt out. I think yeah. we've all kind of been at a store when, you, you know, even not thrifting when you're at the mall for too long and you're um, you've shopped till you dropped, I guess. And uh, you kind of just have that like headachey feeling and you're just yeah. like, I just don't even care if there's good stuff here anymore. Like I gotta go. So you always want to be fresh when you're thrifting. So I think Two and a half hours is still a long time to be in one store, so but it does go fast when you're thrifting too. <laughs> yeah. Our next thing we wanted to go over for full time versus part time is how we handle photographing all our items once we do source. So what do you do? <laughs> so typically, I am like OCD about it, where like I get home from thrifting and I'm just so excited to get the listings going that I typically photograph the same day as like when I got the listings. Mm-hmm. Um, and unless, like I was saying, like if I go on like the Friday night, sometimes I still will take some <laughs> pictures on the Friday night, even though it's dark. Yeah. But then typically I would do it like Saturday during the day. But like I rarely ever have items where they're not photographed like a day or two after I sourced them just because like, I'm so excited to get them going, I guess. Um, I'm just in awe. That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) But also I feel like my photography is very like simple. Just like we, we both have like one little nail on the wall that you hang it up (laughs) and like snap a couple of pics. I don't usually keep it like, uh, keep it pretty simple. So that's typically my routine is like you source it, you photograph it. And- <laughs> hey, that's a good routine to get into. So don't break it. Yeah. I know. So for me, for photographing, um, yeah, I, I think in the reseller world, they call it like a death pile when you yes. have like a pile of clothes that are not listed. It's like, like overtaking your life. And I am definitely guilty as charged of having a death pile pretty much all the time. Um, especially lately I've been sourcing so much. Um, and it's, you know, and like we talked about with the sourcing, it's like, if if I do make multiple stops and I'm gone for a big chunk of the day, by the time I get home, sometimes it is too dark to take pictures Mm -hmm. or the sun's going down and I'm kind of just like done with Poshmark for the day after that. So, um, yeah, I, I feel like for me, I usually photograph the day after I source. And as I said, I always have a death pile. So I don't even usually get through the whole. Mm, yeah. You it, just like chip away at it. Yeah. I, I think I always have like, I can think of like very few times where I'm totally caught up on the photographing. I feel like by the time I'm doing my next sourcing trip, I always at least have like one bag of stuff from Goodwill at home that I'm like, Oh yeah, I got to list that too. Still like I'm yeah. ahead on my sourcing and not caught up with the photographing but it still works I have a continuous like stream of pictures I'm always taking um yeah. my goal being full-time has been you know the day after I do my big sourcing day is what will be like my big photography day where I try to take basically enough pictures I photograph enough items so I have enough 
days worth of listings to post until my next sourcing day. And then obviously, like I said, I don't always get through everything, but that's kind of my goal is to always like fill up my phone camera roll with as many like photos (laughs) as possible. Um, and then that way I have, I've been really liking using that scheduling the listings, uh, feature. So that way I'm able to like, I like, I'm like at the day I'm taking the photos, I already have listings that already are going live that day. So I'm not worrying about like getting them listed right that second. I'm just worrying about taking all the photos during that day. Gotcha. The The items are always in this cycle for you. I feel yes. like where they're like at different points on this carousel. Yes. Where mine exactly. are kind of on, like going on the carousel all at once. Yes. Mine is like a relay race and yours is like, yes. like, uh, just, a what is it? Like a hundred meter sprint of just yeah. you. <laughs> yes. That is what I'm realizing very quickly. So to go into that, the listing side of it. Yes. Um, same story over here <laughs> get them live <laughs> pretty much yeah right after I photograph kind of again like either that day or the next day buffer of after I photograph getting them listed um pretty much all of the items that I had just sourced and typically when I list them I'm like doing something else while I'm listing I'm like listening to a podcast or like watching TV yeah, just to kind of like make it less mundane. But for me, the listing side of it, I'm just trying to like get them live. Like I'm just so excited to get the items posted because I don't have like a set number. I'm trying to post each time. I'm just trying to get everything I just sourced live. If that makes sense. Like that's my goal rather than like yours. I feel like is like 10 items a day of listing like more. Yeah strategic maybe (laughs) then mine is just like get it all in one day yeah Um, but yeah that's kind of my thought with listing yeah that's totally like when I was part-time what I would do too because it's like you really only have the one day and um yeah but my strategy has kind of changed being full-time that's I think what been one of the biggest changes is now that I am full-time trying to I guess I'm still in the testing out phase because like some people say it's there's no difference if you just list them all right away. And then some people say there's like a benefit with the algorithm to like having activity every day, listing a few new items every day. Yeah. And it also just works better for me to do a little like listing, having a few new items. Having a daily goal. Yeah. Having new items go live every day, just because that way on my little relay race, there's just that, that, that's (laughs) just constantly in motion in an ideal world when I'm really clicking with my Poshmark. Um, So yeah, for me listing, so I have my big sourcing day, I have my big photography day. And then my goal is then I take basically all the the photographs that I have listed. And depending on how many I have, my goal has been to list, to schedule listings. So they'll go live five listings a day, between five to 10 listings a day. Um, Somewhere in that range. Originally, I was like really trying to do like 10 listings every day or eight listings every day or a certain amount. But I kind of have now been getting away from that a little bit more because I don't want to put so much pressure on myself during the sourcing where I'm like forcing items. So it's like if I only have Mm. five enough to do five a day, that's still really good. And I'm not going to feel bad about that. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, I'm not going to just pick up a bunch of like mediocre items just so I can hit that 10 a day number. Um, But yeah, so I take all the photos. Listing days are like one of my favorite days because typically what I'll do is like... um, like in the morning, maybe like do some just like chores around my house that I need to get done. And then like in the afternoon, um, our house that we bought, we have a pool and we have like some little like lawn chairs out there now. So I can just go like outside with my phone or my computer and just start like scheduling listings for the next few days. It like doesn't even feel like work. It's so nice. Yeah. (laughs) But I totally agree. Or like putting on a show, like you said, it's very like kind of more of a mundane task like that, that you're just kind of can passively do so it kind of feels like a day off even though you're it's actually like the most important day (laughs) that you're like getting them available for the customers but yeah so usually if I took like 40 items worth of pictures the next like the day before then I'll have like four or five or six days of scheduled listings that I'm working on putting live um and that usually will cover me until the next time I'm sourcing (laughs) yeah 
All right. How about shipping? What is kind of your routine with shipping? And I guess what, because I feel like when you were part-time, you were notorious Mm. (laughs) for having a slow shipping time. Mm. (laughs) Yes. Any updates or? (laughs) Well, okay. A few updates. So I would say I still don't go to the post office every single day just because I feel like yeah, it just makes a little bit more sense um, to wait until you have a few more items so that way you can just get all your packaging stuff out at once and do it in a, in bulk like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, now that I am full-time, I do have a faster shipping time than I did before because I'm not really working on my old work schedule. Um, True. So typically I still go probably like every other day to the post office at this point um, and kind of an exception on the weekend. Um, typically I ship everything, everything. I for sure make sure I ship everything on Friday and everything on Monday and then one other time throughout the week. But then I typically don't ship on Saturday or Sunday. I just ship it all out on Monday um, based on the sales. Unless someone specifically asks me like, can you ship this right away? Then I will. But typically that puts me within like one to two business days, which has been really good for my, my shipping time stat. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I will say too, being full-time, it's like, like being full-time Poshmark is like now my job. So that's like where I'm getting my paycheck from. So it does give me more incentive incentive, to to make sure I ship, ship quickly. Cause um, if you don't know on Poshmark, you get the money paid out to you once the item arrives. So it's like, Oh yeah, I got to keep the money coming in. Obviously it's a business. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I feel like when I was part-time, it's like, you know, you have a whole different paycheck that you're mainly (laughs) counting on. So yeah, but that's all, that's all, that's good news for my customers. So the things are arriving faster now. (laughs) (laughs) We love to hear it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What about you? I feel like my shipping has kind of changed since I moved. So I used to live downtown Chicago and I had a one of those post office blue boxes like half a block away from mm-hmm. my apartment building and it was on the way to the dog park which we went to every day so <laughs> I used to be one of those people that would like pack up a package like right away and like go to that mailbox pretty much every time I had a sale just because it was like already within my like normal routine to walk by it. Mm -hmm. Now that I live in a house and there isn't one of those boxes just a block away. Okay. The post office is like three minutes away driving, but (laughs) I've been trying to be a little more kind of like you strategic with the and shipping, doing it more in bulk when possible, going twice a week to the post office. Sometimes it lines up where the sales work out that way. Sometimes I'll have to make like an additional trip if, if the timing isn't working, but that's kind of been my routine. It's just twice a week here. Just been different. <laughs> so when you go, like, I was just kind of thinking while you were talking, like what time of day do you normally go? Cause that's one thing I think I have kind of shifted is going more like midday to even like later in the afternoon. Um, Cause then it's like anything that's sold that morning, you can still send out like same day, which is kind of nice. But, yeah, I feel um, like mine is not that strategic where it kind of is just like whenever I can work it in. Yeah. I had one item that I think it was like a Thursday night and it was saying like, you have to ship it tomorrow. Otherwise it cancels or whatever that the scary message from Poshmark is. Mm. And I like packaged them all up that night and then I was like okay I could wake up early tomorrow and go before I start working and then I was like that just seems like a lot and it was like 11 at night and I drove over to the post office and (laughs) dropped it off off. (laughs) just because I'm like that seems like a better play but yeah typically especially with the like Saturday and Sunday of it all because they don't pick up packages past a certain time on Saturday and then I don't think they pick up at all on Sunday. Um, trying to be like mindful of that. But otherwise I usually just go like during lunchtime, just trying to work it into my work schedule or I'll make my husband go <laughs> and drop it off too. The assistant. The assistant. <laughs> That's a good delegating task. Definitely. Definitely. 
All right. Our next topic that we want to discuss is bookkeeping. What does that look like for each of us during a normal uh, week or what's our routine with bookkeeping? Yeah. What do you do? I feel like I don't really have a good routine of bookkeeping. Me either, girl. (laughs) I guess if you can call this a routine. So in my like home office, I work from home. I put on the desk the receipt if I go thrifting during the weekend I like make sure I put it on the desk and then Monday morning I'm like annoyed at my past self that like why is this sitting out so then I'll put it in the correct folder um that way I don't like lose the receipt in my purse I feel like I have a ton of just like target receipts and like the really long grocery ones just in my purse where I'm like I'm gonna do the fetch rewards on it and then sometimes I forget you know Mm -hmm, (laughs) I'm mm -hmm. just like and I don't want my Poshmark receipts to get lost with those. So that's kind of on my routine, just to at least get them in the right spot. So then they're in my folder. I think we talked about this recently of just like keeping all of your reselling receipts together in some kind of like finder, folder, folder yeah. envelope. Accordion. Um, accordion, <laughs> whatever floats your boat. And then I ideally, I think, would monthly want to input the receipts into the spreadsheet and then also for any like Mercari sales going to pirate ship and writing down like how much I spent for each of those shipping labels and then also if I had like any Amazon orders for poly mailers or any other reselling things yeah just to keep it like the sooner you put it in the spreadsheet the more like accurate it's gonna be just because it's like top of mind so you don't forgetting about certain receipts yeah that's kind of where I'm at right now (laughs) I'm just getting the receipts in the right spot (laughs) yeah mine's super similar same thing like I don't feel like I have a nailed in totally dialed routine for bookkeeping but I do have my accordion so the I file all the receipts by month um and then I have an excel spreadsheet too um that just has like more detailed information you would input all the receipts into I guess but yeah. I'm bad at updating that like I think I do maybe do it like every like six to eight weeks and it's super annoying to do then because it's so backed up and like yeah yeah so I, I think if if realistically in an ideal world I could get that like like once a week just get it caught back up again that would like save me a lot of stress because it is something I like dread when I'm like mm. putting it off for too long um, especially like going full-time, it's like, I have so many items now and there's just like so much kind of going in and out all the time that I think that would help me Yeah, just feel more like everything was more organized and kept a little bit more straight that way. Um, I, one thing I do do too still is, um, in Poshmark when I'm creating a new listing, I do put the cost of the item, um, in, the seller notes of the listing, which is nice because that way Poshmark does have some seller tools and reports that you can pull one of them being the inventory report. And then that will show up in a column in there of like what the cost of goods was for everything, which is nice to have that information there too for bookkeeping. Yeah, I do that as well. And it's nice when you're making offers to people so you can kind of remember how much you paid for it. I think especially now that we've been doing this for a while, it's harder to remember what you paid yeah. for everything like when we first started I think it was kind of easy because we didn't have many many items a lot yeah. of them were our own items but yeah putting in the notes of the listing itself how much you paid for the specific item I think is super helpful yeah but, and yeah. then those those notes aren't visible for buyers yeah so it's not like embarrassing <laughs> where you're like and I bought this for one dollar <laughs> and they're like why are you charging me one hundred dollars <laughs> I know okay this is off topic but do you ever get worried that you're gonna leave a goodwill tag on something oh all the time yeah. I'm like triple checking before I send it out because I'm like it just obviously like you know we're, we're doing the legwork of going to the store and like curating finding the closet and finding size yeah. yeah finding the items like we're, we're going down racks and racks of a ton of stuff that we're not picking up and like having to sort through it. So it's like, that's kind of what you're paying for, for the reseller to like find these items and resell them still at a deal from the retail price. But it's like, Oh, just like rubs you the wrong way. If you 
if I was a customer and I spend like $30 on a shirt and it's like comes with a $3.99 Goodwill tag on it, it's like not great. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we've ever done it, but I always think about that. Yeah. I feel like someone would leave a review if that happened. Yeah. One other thing about the notes is I also put the month that I bought it in. That's really smart. For my own, like, Again, with when people are sending offers, if I get like a lower price than maybe I wanted for the item, but I can see in the notes that like, man, I've had this for nine months, like <laughs> no one has wanted it. It kind of helps me make a decision of if I want to like counter or accept or whatever. And I just kind of think it's interesting to track how if you do that, it's an easy way to track how long it, That's really it takes smart. items to sell. I know you can see the list date in the like inventory report and maybe even the sales report too, but sometimes we're doing the copy listing, so it might not be totally accurate. But that and the putting the price in the notes too is something I feel like we didn't start off right right off the bat doing and we kind of just have like evolved into doing that. So it's something to you don't have to like go back and like fix all of your old ones. You can just like start. Yeah. At any other, time. I'm just now kind of thinking of everything we put in those notes. And the other thing that I put in the notes, um, I think you do too, is the, the, where it's like stored in your inventory information. Yes. Yep. Um, like which bin a certain top is in or like all my jeans are on like different shelves. So I have like what shelf it's on. Yeah. Um, I know some resellers have a separate bookkeeping process where like they have their own version of like a a spreadsheet of all their items and then have like the storage there but I really recommend just putting it in that the seller the private seller notes of your listings on Poshmark because it's so easy when things sell because it it literally shows up um right next to it in that skew section yeah yeah I definitely I definitely don't maintain a separate like inventory file inventory file yeah I think one of my goals for next month this is really off topic again but audit my inventory and making sure okay I was thinking about that too are where they're supposed to be and that they actually exist and I didn't already sell them because that's kind of a worry of mine that I don't know where something is true and Um, on the opposite end of that like if you somehow accidentally deleted an item like when you were copying this thing and like now like you have an item stored in your inventory that's like not even listed on your Poshmark. So just exactly. an audit of that maybe once a year would be really a good routine to do too. Yeah. I think I did it like maybe six months, probably even longer ago. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it just adds a peace of mind that like all of these items have a chance of being sold for real. Yeah. <laughs> They're all accounted for. So yeah. maybe that's something we can try to do next month as a goal. Yeah. yeah. When we moved into our house, just since I changed my like entire inventory setup with like having a lot of things hung up and like just the whole system is a lot different so I did go through it at that point too which was it it made me feel a lot better but I did find a couple things that were like yeah wrong or I, I when I was double checking things I had like I didn't on the other side of it if you like copy a listing and then you don't delete the original one and then you have something listed twice in your closet like you want to like just make sure everything's good (laughs) yeah definitely and then our last thing that we do having to do with Poshmark is every week we record and have an episode of this podcast go live so we just wanted to talk about how we kind of fit that in I think it's pretty much the same for both of us because um (laughs) we typically I mean I'll just kind of go over it I guess we typically record like on the weekend and then try to get the episode up during the week. Yeah. So we typically spend a couple hours the day we record actually recording and then also kind of prepping our outline of what we're going to say and talk about this week. I feel like during the week too, we're trying to think of things to talk about or like posh news updates of Mm -hmm. what's going on in the app and kind of talking to each other about topics we could talk about as well. And then also kind of the Instagram side of it, posting on our Instagram, making sure we're getting listener questions in and kind of just interacting with people on there as well. True. Like I think even if you obviously don't have a podcast or something, um, it still would be good as a reseller to dedicate some type of time each week. Um, just like learning what's new on Poshmark and learning like what's going on in the community. Cause like you can learn a lot of 
ways to improve your Poshmark business that way. And there's always yeah. new, new, new um, features on Poshmark coming out to stay on top of. So now more yeah. than ever, I feel like. <laughs> I feel like there's so many resellers that post on Instagram too, giving their tip kind of similar to what we talk about on the podcast of just like their tips, what's working for them, what's sold maybe this week for them. And yeah, I've, I've noticed since we've started doing the podcast, that's like a lot of what I'm looking at on Instagram now is just like yeah. other resellers of like learning new brands you might not have heard of. Yeah. yeah. Like what did they buy this week? So then you kind of can um, keep on top of the trends. I feel like we've talked about this a lot, but both of us like, don't spend a lot of money on like our own clothes. <laughs> like, yeah. We, we buy pretty inexpensive brands. So it's a good way to learn about brands that you might just not have a lot of experience with. Um, just seeing what other people are, is working for them. Definitely. So we've talked about kind of what our current routine is, but now I guess what would be an ideal routine for you being full-time any changes or any improvement points yeah see I think like you also just started being full-time yeah no and I think yeah there's only been like tweaks along the way some of the like but wait we went over with my weekly routine I've had weeks like that but I've also had weeks where like it doesn't go that way like it doesn't go to plan at all like for example right now I'm like behind on my listing and I don't have any like schedule listings going up the next few days um but I love like I've loved the rhythm of like having that so I think an ideal week for me is doing like a full sourcing day doing like a full photography day I would love to like always be actually caught up with the photography not having like stragglers Mm -hmm. and then having my listing scheduled out ahead of that. So that way I I just feel so much less stress when it's scheduled out like that. I know I'm like doing the legwork of getting all the listings ready. So maybe in the future, I'll just like put them live on one day or something. But I've, there's something about just like knowing um, like on a sourcing day that like there's still new items being added to my closet that I've really been liking and I've been seeing like success with that. So that's what I want to, would want to keep up. Yeah. Um, like we talked about, ideally the bookkeeping, I would like to have a weekly, just a, I, I think for me, the bookkeeping would always need to be like simple and manageable. Like I don't want to have like a, like even my Excel spreadsheet I do have is like very simple. It's just like running total of like my expenses basically and my, my sales. Um, yeah, but just keeping it more up to date on a week to week basis or at least month to month basis. End yeah. of month routine. <laughs> Besides that, I'm like, I'm like been really liking our podcast. We'd love to hear from you guys if there's like a certain day of the week that you think the would be a good day for the podcast. I think coming back with season two, we have been trying to just get at least one episode a week out, but haven't been necessarily like married to a certain day. Mm-hmm. But I think that's something ideally in the future we would love to have like every Tuesday, a new episode goes live or every Monday or whatever it may be for that. So we'd love feedback from you guys on that. What about you for ideal routine? I think for me being part-time, kind of like I was saying, I have trying to do basically all the tasks on one day. I I think it's like very productive, but also Mm -hmm. it's it's stressful (laughs) trying to do it. It takes up your whole day off. (laughs) Yeah. It's like go, 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 trying to get the next thing going. And it, it kind of like breaks up the Poshmark into like, I really only work on Poshmark a lot, like four days during the year or not the year, the month. Um, And then during the week, I'm like, just like sending out offers and that kind of stuff, packaging stuff up. But so I think ideally, I think I want to like break it up a little bit more and take a little bit of the pressure off of the weekend days. True. Um, I went sourcing this past Monday just for like an hour or two at night. And that was kind of nice too, just like getting more items. And it did take the pressure off like this weekend of trying to go to a bunch of places. I think I will still always try to like photograph. If I go sourcing on the weekend, try to photograph on the weekend, but maybe take the pressure off of the actual like list maybe not try to get everything done in one day. I think it's, 
an easy way to burn out <laughs> if you yeah. put too much pressure on yourself for one day, your day off to try to get everything done. That might be the goal for me is just to space it out and maybe plan it out a little bit better during the week. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. True. And I think like the little uh, mini sourcing days after work during the week, like you've been like loving doing that. So I feel like figuring out a way to fit that yeah. in. Keeps you excited about it. Like yeah. that, that you're doing it kind of all week, but not having too much on one specific day. Or if I even take 30 minutes of what I would do on the Saturday to a different day during the week, I feel like that just makes the weekend a little bit more of a weekend, <laughs> you know? Good point. Cause it's like, there's, yeah. If you, if you just took all your pictures and then like, if you just were like, Oh, I'm going to do my listing for 30 minutes on Wednesday nights or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I might toy around with that. Try some things out. Yeah. All right. So what is something that you didn't spend as much time on when you were part-time, but now that you're full-time, you're kind of spending more time on? For when I was part-time, I would basically always use stock photos for the cover photos. And then if I didn't have a stock photo, I would just use like the photo that I took on the wall of it hung up on the nail, which like totally works and keeps it simple for photographing. But now that I am full-time, I am trying to try to make my cover photos stand out a little bit more than that, which has meant a little bit more modeling, which I never thought I would be doing <laughs> very much of. For. Yeah, yeah. But it's like when you do have more time, I think – that's that's time that's really well spent putting more of the priority on making sure the photos are really high quality. Um, I've even thought about like looking back, like I, I was just looking at my own closet earlier today, actually. And it's like, I have a few Lulu's dresses that are in my closet and I couldn't find the stock photo for them. And so I have the pictures of them that are hanging on the wall, but just like with the, with the way the pictures are taken, you almost can't even tell like what color the dresses are from that like photo. So it's like, even if I can't model those, like maybe, maybe want to relook at some of my cover photos where I'm not, not quite moving so fast where I'm just like snapping a few pics and then putting them up. I think that's been like the thing that I'm investing more time in being full-time is just the photography in general, trying to make it a more like consistent look in the closet overall. Yeah. I feel like you had one listing recently where you had it listed for a while with maybe the stock photo or something and then you photographed yourself wearing it the Madewell sweater yes I posted that on my Instagram <laughs> but yeah so that's like a, an example of it because I think you know when you're part-time like obviously I just didn't have time to like revisit things I want to keep sourcing and listing new items of course but I also want to put an equal focus on like okay these are the items I own that I've like invested money in and yeah. am I doing everything I can right now to give them the best chance of selling? Like, I think some of them, I did just kind of rush through the process just to get more items listed, which was like fine. And a lot of stuff has sold that way, but some of them haven't. So maybe I can revisit those rather than sourcing new items. Um, putting yeah. some focus on that too, to try to sell them for some more profit too, you know? Yeah. Other than that, I've been like, spending more time listing and um, just doing more consistent listings every day. We already kind of talked about that. The other thing that I've been spending more time on is just like every morning, basically like responding to any questions or comments or measurements people wanted throughout the day. I feel like when I was more focused on like my other full-time job, um, I would just do all those from like the last few days every so often. But now that I am full-time, I do try to make that a priority too, is getting back to people since I do have the freedom to be available pretty much around the clock for yeah. customer support. Um, but yeah, I, I would say mainly is the photography. I've been spending a little bit more time with that lately. Yeah. Nice. What do you think you dedicate the most time to since you're part-time um, and you have more limited time to work on Poshmark? Like which items are you like investing time in and which items are you like more like trying to just get done and rush through so you can spend the time on other things? Yeah. I feel like I spend the most time and like energy on the sourcing of it. Really when I'm at a thrift store, like really trying to move quickly and like make good decisions. 
and then also like dedicating a chunk of my like weekend or night or whatever like I was saying to going out and getting new items and then I think the not dedicating a lot of time to the actual like photograph list all of that I'm just kind of like let's get these items up yeah (laughs) I've been doing a little bit more measuring like taking pictures with the measuring tape like we talked about initially when I list items specifically like if it's pants like the rise I feel like that's the most common jeans question we get is the rise or if the the size isn't in inches of the waist yes I'll take a picture with the measuring tape okay not super consistent but I'm trying to take pictures with the measuring tape up front to save you the questions later yeah I got this pair of vintage jeans yesterday and the size on the tag didn't really make sense to me at least in current sizes of how the waist is yeah so I just took the picture right away so I could say in the listing like size 28 waist even though the size on the tag doesn't really say anything about that at all yeah, I think like like especially vintage jeans. I've been trying to do the same thing too because it's like yeah. that's where you always get the questions because the sizing was just so different. If you have like a vintage pair of like Levi's five hundred ones, I would use the measurements for your yeah. size so they'll fit when people they get there too. Exactly, but yeah, I think time wise, like listing, I'm just trying to go as fast as I can and like spending a little bit of time finding this, trying to find the stock photo, but. If I can't find it like right away, that's something I'll actually go back to maybe like during the week of like just getting it posted, say on Saturday, but then say on Wednesday, I'm like, I feel like I can find it. And then I'll look again for a stock photo. And if I can find it, then I'll add it to the listing. Yeah. But that's initially just, just so it doesn't get in your way. Just be like, it's yeah. better to be available first and then you can always go back to it. Add it later. Yeah. So I think kind of for reference, since we I'm part-time, you're full-time. Our closets are pretty different in size these days. Yes. Um, and we're turning out different numbers. So what is the like average number of listings per week that you're putting up in your closet right now? Yeah. So it's about like 50 new listings each week is yeah. what I'm shooting for in general. So usually it's like about seven new listings per day that would break down to-ish. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Mine, I'd say, is more like 10, mm-hmm. maybe 15. I feel like in Chicago, I miss that Goodwill, guys. <laughs> I would find like maybe it was 20 good. items. Yeah, if I could find like 20 items. But then sometimes I'd have to ride the bus back. So mm. I couldn't get too much. But I feel like there would be some weeks where I'd have like 20, 25. But typically, I feel like it's usually like 10 to 15. Um, so pretty different scale. Yeah. <laughs> of listings we're talking about here which yeah. I think makes sense <laughs> yeah and we talk about that all the time too because it's like you don't want to like force listings and like yeah. then you're stuck with like a dud item so it's worth like only get things that you really like are confident in that you're actually yeah. excited to list yeah like you were saying today you only got like five items or so but each of them you're like so excited about rather than yeah getting yeah. a bunch of and mediocre from experience as someone who's had a death pile like all the time <laughs> like it's always like I always of course list all the items I'm super excited about first like I take all those pictures first and then I'll have like I I can I'm literally looking at it in my posh room right now it's like a few things where it's like oh I had a small flaw that I need to like figure that out still or I need to use the sweater shaver on this and it's like at this point like just get things that you're excited about (laughs) yeah that makes sense Awesome. So I guess kind of sum everything up. We just wanted to uh, recap and kind of just highlight overall, what's the best perk of being full-time or part-time and what's the biggest challenge that comes with it? So do you want to go first? Yeah, I can start from the part-time perspective. I think the biggest perk, which this might be a little bit obvious, is just less pressure overall on Poshmark, trying to get a certain sales number And also outsourcing, kind of like we were saying, like, it's easier to not, like, force something because I don't feel like I have a certain number of listings I'm trying to, like, get every week. 
So it's really just like some weeks I'll source a lot of items and some weeks I'll source nothing if I can't find anything. So there's a lot of less pressure on kind of the whole business, I guess. And then as far as the challenge goes, this might be obvious also, but just balancing everything. I think especially when I'm working and I'm like getting a Poshmark notification and not being able to address it right away or addressing it right away and then maybe having to work my full-time job a little later in the evening because I like took a break to work on Poshmark. So kind of just balancing all of that um, and kind of figuring out what works for you and in your schedule. Yeah. How about you? What's the biggest perk and challenge of being full-time so far? (laughs) As a representative for um, (laughs) full-time, the biggest perk is the biggest perk for being full-time like what made me want to go full-time is just the freedom. It's like totally on me, how I'm going to spend my time. It's given me like a lot of flexibility, like having family come to visit. Um, yeah. Maddie and I, like our family is like everywhere all over the country too. We have a lot of siblings and, you know, we have a lot of trips that we're always trying to plan to visit everyone. Um, and I love that it totally like, kind of opens it up and I can work on it still like basically from anywhere. Um, so that's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Like I have enough time in the day where I can dedicate like an entire work day to just one task. Um, like you talked about Maddie, like having the source photograph list, do everything all in one day. That's totally what I used to do too when I was part-time. And that's been like the, like awesome to be able to be like, okay, today's just about sourcing. Like it's just, it's, it is nice to have the time to actually dedicate to that. And um, yeah. Yeah. They have to be like your, your primary focus. It's really cool. The challenge with that, the, the, the other edge of the sword is <laughs> to keep it sustainable. So I don't get burnt out on it. I think it is important yeah. that I like have good routines with it. And that's like been challenging is figuring out what that's going to look like for me and how I'm going to manage that. And like, um, yeah. also with all the listing I'm doing and growing my closet lately, like I just have more items to keep track of. So uh, staying organized, making sure I'm putting away my inventory and everything. It's just like managing all those, figuring out what all the tasks that I need to do in the week are, and then figuring it into like a weekly routine for myself is challenging to figure out at first, but it's really exciting too. Yeah. That's awesome. So we hope we gave you kind of a glimpse of the differences of going, being part-time and maybe going full-time and what that looks like for us. Let us know if you have any questions or anything additional you'd want us to talk about related to being part-time or full-time. You can email us at sisterswhoposh at gmail.com or message us on Instagram. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of our episode and our favorite segment, our goals, goals update. update. Woohoo. so where are we at this month we still have nine days left in may we're recording on well including today i think so really eight more days um (laughs) it's may 23rd today where are you at for the month what's going on so my goal for may is 12 45 i think 46 46 i'm trying to beat my january total and right now I'm at 8.85. I think I'm trending not to make it. <laughs> but I also haven't had any sales yesterday or today, which is pretty weird for a weekend. I feel like we haven't, at least I've had it a lot where I don't have any sales besides the weekend. Yeah. But now I'm kind of in the opposite situation. Yeah. So yesterday was weird. There was like, I wasn't even. I would share my closet and it was like, I just didn't even get that many notifications. Yeah. I don't know. There's always weekends like this. I feel like where you don't have a big weekend sales, but um, hoping to still finish out the month strong. I think, I mean, I think I can for sure get over a thousand. That's pretty close here, but overall I'd say I'm still happy with how the month is going sales wise. And then my other goal was to source 
this was a little ambitious, three different places a week being like the same place three times in that week or three different places, different days, whatever combo. And this week I went, like I've said again, (laughs) I went to TJ Maxx on Monday night and had a lot of success there. I hadn't been to TJ Maxx, this specific one in Dallas yet. And there was a lot of good stuff. It was right next to a mall, which I feel like always helps. Like maybe they just bring the items straight over. Mm -hmm. I have no idea, but I think it totally does matter. I think it's like whatever is close like that's what they'll like, drop it off or something. Back at our TJ Maxx in our hometown, yeah, um, in Wisconsin, where there's like not an anthropology or free people really anywhere nearby. It's like we never saw those brands there. No, that's a good point. Yeah, I went. So I went there on Monday, and then yesterday I went to the Salvation Army here in Dallas, which I went there when I was visiting last November, and it was awesome. So. I don't know why I waited so long since moving here to go back, but again, it was awesome. And I found a lot of good stuff <laughs> that I'm excited about. So. It didn't disappoint. Yeah. So I ended up going to two places this week rather than three is the goal. But I think secretly the goal was to not just go to Plato's Closet. And I didn't even go there at all this week. So I think that is a positive place to be in. Yeah, tracking so. out some new spots. That was yeah. really the ultimate goal. So, yeah, and I'm get, I'm assuming next week this will be great for my goals. Being with you in Arizona, definitely hitting some different spots. So yes, I think I think we reached the goal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or right, how sure. about you? Yes. So same here. I'm running a little behind my goal of 3000. Um, at the beginning of the episode, we tallied up and I'm at $2,006. Um, nice. So that's projecting me to end at like 2850 or something like that for the month. So pretty close if I can stay on track. Still yeah. will be my best month ever. So I'm hoping that I can somehow still cross the line into the 3000s. Uh, I was like joking. I like shared my closet like right before we started. And I'm like, I'm hoping a few sales come in by the time we get to the goals update. But I do have one customer on the hook for a closet clear out for $50. So I'll keep you posted. That comes Amazing. through here. Um, other than that, my other goal for May was to be up to date with my copy listings and making sure nothing was past 60 days in my whole closet. And that is still looking really good. So that goal is checked off. And then I know I made a new goal last week to start working on some cross-listing over to Mercari, maybe on Depop, not really sure. And um, Maddie and I are both going to be working with a brand that kind of helps with cross-listing. So more to come on that. But I am planning to do some cross-listing this week for sure. So I'll report back. Awesome. Yeah, I feel like that's definitely going to help our sales numbers, just getting some more cross-listing under our belts. Yes, we're like so excited to try it out and get back to you with like which sites we're liking besides Poshmark 2 and what what we want to do going forward. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that brings us to the end of our episode. If you have any questions that you would like us to discuss on upcoming episodes, Again, feel free to email us at sisterswhoposh at gmail.com or you can follow us and message us on Instagram at sisterswhoposh. Yes, feel free to send us a question there. I think I'm going to post on our story again, looking for some new questions. So keep an eye out for that. Awesome. We'll talk to you guys next week. Love you, Tay. Love you too. Bye.